He's a jolly old man with a big white beard. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe with 10,000 watts of power. Coming through the door I think we've met somewhere before Hello, love Hello, hello Hello, love Where in the world have you been so long? I missed you so since you've been gone Hello, love oh, yeah. We miss you every day Hello, love When you're not here with us Make yourself feel right at home I hope you plan on staying long Come in, love yeah, come on in, sit down, I'm in spend love, a little time with us, and have a cup of coffee or a nice hot, hot chocolate would be good this morning, I just realized that. I've got some coffee, and that's good, but hot chocolate would be good. I can use hot chocolate with some, with some marshmallows in them. That would be good, that'd be good this morning. I haven't had a hot chocolate for a while. i have to give that a try. You know what is not working for me today? What is not working besides uh, people saying the weather isn't well, the uh, very not, important? Not no, the Pepsi isn't... A, I, you know, I'm, I, am I am I finally running out of my Pepsi addiction? No, I don't want to burst a bubble, but I think I know what's wrong. What's wrong? <clears throat> I try to help you out uh, removing the caps from your Pepsi. Yes, I believe Nancy because also my does that. Strength is not as right. good as it I used believe to be. Nancy also does that. Yes, that cap was loose. So you think the fizz has gone out? The fizz is gone, Howard. Okay. Because I'm drinking, I'm going like, this isn't... Where's the fizz, this is what you're the, saying. This isn't what I... Yeah, yeah it's just not... It's, it's flat. It's not doing it for me. Right. It's so, not doing so, it for so me this Nancy's trying to help you get the cap off, but I think it sat probably too long that way. So you might want to keep an eye on it. It's 8-11 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Welcome to the program. Listen, if you're listening to us live, we appreciate that. Remember, if you can't catch us while we're here on the air from 7 to 10 every weekday morning, you can listen on your own schedule by going to watchdognetwork.com, and every hour of every show is archived at watchdognetwork.com. If you missed the first hour today, you can already go to watchdognetwork.com and listen to it. Uh, last hour, I was ranting and railing about weather snobs. The people who say, why do we have to have all these weather forecasts? Why, why, if it's cold, it's just cold. Just, just, you know, if it's cold, just put a coat on. Why do we need to be warned about the weather? And I just hate that, these weather snobs. So if you missed all of that and you weren't around last hour, you can catch it over at watchdognetwork.com. Or if you are not able to be with us in the mornings all the time, maybe you'd rather listen to us as an evening show. You can do that, watchdognetwork.com, every hour, every day, archived immediately after the show. Uh, sometimes immediately after the hour uh, over at watchdognetwork.com. So you want you do want to check that out. Let's see, mostly cloudy today, a high of 28 degrees, but right now it's colder than that. Going to be sunny around 39, maybe 40 for tomorrow. Sunny, a high around 47 on Thursday, and rain comes in on Friday. Right now we are at, it's cold. We have dropped all morning long. Right now 22 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. We're looking at 22 degrees at the Highlands, 24 degrees in Elm Grove, and 20 degrees here at the Robinson Otter Grove Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Uh, we have a couple of areas, schools that have closed today. 
Uh, only a couple in Marshall County, Cameron, uh, the Cameron schools are closed. Uh, and I think that's not so much because of weather, because of power perhaps. But then in Marshall County, the schools are on a two-hour delay. And in Wetzel County, schools are on a two-hour delay. Head Start in Wetzel County is on a one-hour delay. We also have uh, Brook County schools that are closed this morning because of a power outage. So you need to be aware of all of that. Brook County schools closed because of a power outage. Marshall and um, Marshall and Brook County school Marshall and uh, Wetzel County schools are on a, a weather delay this morning. So uh, be aware of that. And again, it's cold outside, so be sure to. Get yourself uh, bundled up wherever you're going. It's not going to be a great morning anyways, but it's going to be a, uh, a, a cold, cold morning. Coming up next hour, one of our uh, contributing editors for many years. Uh, we have not talked to her for a long time. Bob and I used to see her all the time in Washington, D.C. She was one of our good friends, uh, Candy Stroud. Uh, I, I wrote a book about the Carters back during the Carter administration, and uh, Candy uh, was just recently, within a couple of weeks ago, in Plains, Georgia, visiting with uh, Rosalind and Jimmy Carter. And I asked her to come on and talk to us about her uh, her last visit with Rosalind Carter as Rosalind Carter's memorial services get underway. That's coming up next hour. Howard. And in the next half hour. So, sorry, I, I didn't. I, l- listen, I'm getting calls off, off the air. Uh, the roads are sheets of ice. And I'm not just doing this to try to make an explanation point and, 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 and really try to rub people the wrong way here. But people have to know. I just got a call that said there was five wrecks in one area, Howard. Five, because the the, the roads are a sheet of ice, and you can't tell. You 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 just can't tell it's icy. So, man, slow down out there, everybody. Wrecks uh, everywhere, especially Marshall County. I was looking for. I had seen something about that on TV 7s website, and I lost it. I was going to do that, and I, <laughs> I I didn't see it. But so, our audience helped us out with that. So we've got. Uh, Slippery roads outside. Sheet of ice, they're saying, in some cases. That's what they're saying, Howard. And, and just everybody is piling up because nobody knows it. So maybe we can help help out. Well, now, you know, Bob, it's cold outside and the roads are going to maybe freeze. And all you have, just, 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 we don't need to tell people that. They should be smart enough to know that if the roads are cold, it's going to freeze. It sounds to me, Howard, that there was a little bit of rain right before and it just froze so quick that, that people aren't really aware of it and, and, and until they, they start sliding out of control. So be aware of that. Okay, so the roads are a little bit slippery. Um, and it's cold. And the temperatures have been dropping. Uh, 22 at the, I think I did this right, 22 at the airport, 22 at the Highlands, 24 in Elm Grove, and 20 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Feels like temperatures, though, are down into the teens um, and maybe rushing closer towards, because the wind was whipping up pretty good this morning when I came, when I left the house. So be aware of, of, of all of that. All right, uh, Tom Scateri, hopefully things are better in Washington, D.C. We'll see how his roads are, and uh, we'll talk about Israel and Hamas and Biden and Trump and all that sort of stuff. Coming up next here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Save big money on your next project right now at Menards. Insulate your home and save on energy costs with Owens Corning Pink Foamular Insulation. Foamular insulation panels are moisture resistant and rugged enough to be used anywhere, even underground. Plus, these pink panels are available in many different sizes and thicknesses to fit any project. Pick up your pink insulation panels and start saving today. Remember, a Menards gift card makes a great gift. Morning season's greetings to you all from Menards. 
The Highlands is the Ohio Valley's top spot for shopping, dining, and entertainment, too. Play a round of simulated golf at the Four Seasons course. Grab a movie with family or friends at the Marquee Cinemas, featuring 14 screens of the hottest new movies in all digital and 3D. Plus, special promotions like Flashback Cinema. Or visit the Highlands Sports Complex with turf, courts, climbing wall, and an arcade. Shopping, dining, and entertainment. Just off I-70, the top of the hill, the Highlands. With the weather changing, now's a great time to head on into your local Toyota dealer, where legendary performance and reliability go hand in hand. Check out a sporty Camry with available all-wheel drive and Toyota Safety Sense, or the spacious RAV4, turning heads with amazing fuel efficiency. And now, explore Toyota like never before, with hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and full electric options. Visit buyatoyota.com today. Offers end October 31st. Toyota, let's go places. Ohio Valley Regional Transportation Authority and the Eastern Ohio Regional Transit Authority remind listeners, in times of war and peace, the men and women of our military dedicate themselves to serving our country. Their commitment, patriotism, sacrifice, and courage keep our country safe and strong. Let us honor those who have lost their lives in the line of duty and salute those who serve today. A message from Ohio Valley Regional Transportation Authority and the Eastern Ohio Regional Transit Authority. Serving member communities on both sides of the Ohio River. This is another Sound of the Season. You're listening to the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on the Watchdog Radio Network. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Sleigh ride or not, but I am looking at Ohio Valley Road Report, the Facebook page that takes a look at all the uh, traffic conditions and so on. Uh, this is not exactly the immediate area, but if you are traveling from Wheeling to Morgantown, don't. That's what it says. Sheet of ice, multiple accidents, traffic at a standstill. Now that is 79 south, so it's not exactly the immediate. We've been area. there, haven't we, Howard? We have <laughs> been there for sure. And and how did we end up? Oh, we went to get something. To we eat. went to Golden Corral to eat after after we realized we couldn't get any further. We went to we went to Golden Corral. Uh, let's see. Also off of Ohio Valley a Road report. How are the roads in Wheeling National Road to the Big Wheeling Creek area? And most people are saying that things are slippery. Um, I get you know I got irritated with the weather snobs earlier. These are the ones I get ticked off at as well. So somebody's asking a legitimate question. They want hey how, you know help me give me some information on the roads. Right. And then somebody responds, well, the sidewalk to my garage is just fine. You know, it's like, shut the hell up. Don't be such a jerk. Weather snobs. Marshall County schools are on a two hour delay. Wetzel County schools, two hour delay. Brook County schools are closed, but that's because of a power outage. And Cameron School closed today. That also, I think, is a power outage. But Marshall and Wetzel County closed because of uh, of the uh, weather. And again, I guess we've got some pretty slippery roads out there. I'll continue to take a look at that as we talk to Tom Scateri right now from uh, our national uh, correspondent and Pentagon reporter. Tom, good morning, sir. Good morning, Howard. You know, I promised you in the notes this morning I wouldn't do a Steeler rant number because I'm very happy with them. However, 
<laughs> what you just said is another pathway for rant, and that's the response, quote unquote, responses of people to questions. You know, one of my favorite defense secretaries was Donald Rumsfeld. People didn't like him. I thought he was really great to cover, and he made you work. And he used to dress down reporters by when they'd ask a, a, a bad, what he called a bad question. He'd say the question you should ask is this. I always want to say to people, I don't because believe it or not, I am polite. I always want to say <laughs> the, the the response is not the answer. Give me the answer. Are the roads slippery between Wheeling and Morgantown? And don't tell me about your sidewalk, like you said, you know. Yeah, I exactly. never I never do that. You know, so just can you just answer my question without telling me about, you know, in nineteen fifty three when you slipped on the ice because your tricycle didn't have a salt or whatever crazy thing you want to say. So I'm with you on that. Uh, that road's treacherous, by the way, 79 and 66. I love driving through West Virginia on my way home. Home is Pittsburgh to me, as you know. Yep. And I love that route, but, boy, it's bad in the winter. Yeah, you got to be careful. And apparently we have – I didn't realize roads were going to be that bad. If the temperature is very cold with wind chills down into the into the teens this morning. Um, yeah. And I didn't see any any snow or or rain even coming in. But if there was a little bit of precipitation, it might maybe the roads have frozen, at least in some, in some areas around here. And I was ranting earlier, uh, uh, Tom. I was so, well, you know. I, last night there were what I call weather snobs. I don't know why you have to give yeah. all this weather information. Just look out the window, and if it's cold, wear a coat. You know, wear a coat. You know, I need to know before I go to sleep at night whether I'm going to have to get up early enough to scrape my car windows, whether yeah, I'm going to have to turn exactly. my car on and warm it up, whether I have to dig into my cupboard and get a toboggan and a and a thing, especially as the weather changes right now. You know, don't you got to know what to put in the flask. How are you going to know what to put in the flask? Well, that's important, too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> how am I going to stay warm, if you understand what I'm saying? That's right. <laughs> uh, I just, But these weather snobs have got me. And and this, this, people on Facebook groups always, somebody asks a legitimate question. They want to help, especially this road report, uh, which is a good group we have here in the Ohio Valley. And it's people keeping track of the local roads. And people say, hey, I'm coming from... I'm coming from Cadiz, and I need to get to uh, New Martinsville. What are the roads like? Well, you know, I think they're covered with asphalt. You know, just go back oh, to really? bed. That's you know, funny, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, on my me... side, I'm, I'm, I'm slapping my knee. That was so funny. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyways, okay. So we do have just again quickly for our listeners, we have. Brook yep. County schools are closed. That's a power outage. Cameron schools are closed. I think because of. Um, I, I, although one note here says it's ice-covered roads, but Cameron is closed. The rest of Marshall County is on a two-hour delay. Wetzel County is on a two-hour delay. And according to the calls, we're getting there's a lot of you know slippery roads out there. So, so be aware of all that. All right. My argument has been all morning long that uh, people like us on the radio, we have to help people get through their daily lives in addition to telling them the important news is happening in the world. So let's talk about some of the important news that's happening in the world um, it am I too optimistic, Tom, in saying there is there's light on the horizon with this Israel uh, Hamas thing simply because the ceasefire is being extended? Is is that is that a good sign? Uh, it, it's a good sign, but I would I would temper your optimism a little bit because uh, I always say my general rule is always temper your optimism when it comes to dealing with the Middle East, generally speaking, because if anything can go wrong, it will go wrong often by design. So, you know, this ceasefire, pause, however you want to call it, is wonderful because aid needs to get in, humanitarian aid needs to get in to the Palestinian people. We need to get these hostages out of there. 
we, when I say we, I'm talking about, you know, humanity here. Uh, terrible stories of the hostages that just followed a terrible terrorist attack by Hamas. Uh, people are arguing, saying, well, this gives Hamas the opportunity to rest, regroup, rearm, reposition, et cetera. That's all true. Uh, but, you know, these are the trade-offs you do in the real world. Uh, and, you know, it gives, also gives Israel a chance to pause. And Netanyahu, who's the prime minister of Israel, he needed to do something about the hostages. He's been on thin political ice before this happened, and this has not helped him politically. We all know how politicians can react in a time of crisis, often not very wise or good. So right now it's been extended for, I think, two days, Howard. It was expired uh, yesterday or today, uh, extended for two days. More hostages will come out. So far, so good. Um, in fact, I think today, Tuesday, and I always say today because I to keep this straight, U.S. planes, U.S. military planes or, com- or planes contracted by the U.S. government will land in Egypt, not Gaza, but in Egypt, delivering mili- uh, excuse me, delivering humanitarian aid that will then be trucked across the border into Gaza. So that's a good sign as well that the U.S. aid is, is joining in. Some of the stories we are hearing from the hostages who have been freed are pretty gruesome, though, right? Very gruesome. Uh, you know, I, I, I've been a war correspondent on and off for 30-plus years, and I, I've seen a lot of things that just sicken me, and, and, and I still remember them. Uh, but what happened, uh, what reported happened, and I believe by accounts on uh, in the Hamas terrorist attack, a terrible, terrible beyond what anything I'd seen or reported on, and treatment by the hostages, uh, what I'm hearing uh, aligns with what I've heard in the past of hostages being held uh, in Middle Eastern camps, you know, and by Middle Eastern uh, militant groups and terrorist groups. So, uh, you know, it's just sickening as well. Uh, you know, this one young girl by herself, her parents, you know, the whole thing. I don't want to recount that for the listeners. They can look it up if they want. Uh, I'm not, you know, trying to be flip here, but they're just terrible stuff. It is, it is horrible stuff. Now, uh, it, none of it reached the level, as near as I could tell from the reports that I was seeing, of what we might call torture, but it was pretty close. I mean, it was the... You know, no use of the bathrooms and 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 sleeping, right. sleeping on so, plastic chairs and all the uncomfortable stuff that can occur. Yeah, so you're right. There's no no uh, reports of uh, what you and I and most listeners think is physical torture. In other words, uh, no waterboarding, for example, <laughs> right. or uh, right. you know, like electrical shock or anything like that. But torture is torture. You know, I mean, first of all, you're a hostage and you don't know what's going to happen to you. Right. That alone is torture. I'm not, what I'm about to say in no way tries, is me trying to put myself in that position of a hostage. There were a few times where I was arrested while, you know, in war zones by the bad guys, and I didn't know what was going to happen to me. Now, I never really feared for my life or anything like that, but that uncertainty. In, in a way, is, is and I was trained for this, so I was at least a little bit better off. So I know what that uncertainty can do to you. And when you're a hostage uh, like that, who's not, you know, that's a lot, lot worse than I ever experienced. I, again, I want to emphasize I wasn't trying to equate myself to it. Okay. That uncertainty is torture. And then you have the deprivations that you mentioned that add to it. You're so far removed from the life you had uh, moments ago, weeks ago, that it, it, it is a torture in that way and and then you know you're hearing rumors that you might be released and then you're not uh, and that adds to it as well it's just it's just beyond unpleasant um president biden is suffering some political blowback i guess inside his own party because of his ongoing support for israel 
Yeah, you know, listen, uh, Israel is uh, our ally and our friend in the Middle East, and they suffered a horrendous terrorist attack. Here at the Pentagon, reporters have been incessant in asking and insistent in asking why we're not holding Israel to the same standards we're holding Ukraine, you know, end use of weapons, uh, following the Geneva Conventions and items like that that are very important. Same argument you're hearing from some Democrats. President Biden has a tough road to walk. He wants Israel to comply. He also realizes the gravity of the situation. Um, I, I feel for President Biden in this, situa- in this circumstance because there's no clear, easy path to satisfy everybody. He, you know, the Palestinian people need to be taken care of. And I think the Biden administration has spoken out as strongly as it seems to be able to in that regard. Um, to put pressure on Israel, Israel to do this. And, you know, I think part of it, the United States, Egypt, Qatar, were instrumental in, in convincing Israel to go along with the ceasefire that Qatar was the lead in negotiating with Hamas and Israel. Um, and so Biden's in a very tough situation um, because there's uh, the ferocity, ferocity of both sides, the people who care about the Palestinians, people who care about the Israelis. There's no middle ground. Uh, for either of them, you know, it's their way or no way, and he has to walk that middle ground. I was reading a, an analysis earlier today suggested that those of us of age tend to think <laughs> of Israel a little kinder, more kindly, simply because we remember when Israel is much more of a left-leaning democracy than it is now. Uh, in the last, what, 10, 15 years, has become much more hard right, and therefore the younger generation of Democrats in particular mm-hmm. um, are not as willing to uh, to call them close friends, as some of us who are older are. I'm of the belief that we've got to deal with the incident that occurred. Uh, is, uh, Hamas, what they did was brutal, bloody, uh, inappropriate, uncalled for, unethical, uh, inhumane, and responses are called for because of that. At some point, there is need to look once again at Israel's connection in general to the Palestinians, and I think that's fair for those who have worry about that. But now's not the time. That's my take on it, and I think that's Biden's take. But is it because I'm old? Is it because I'm old? I think it, I think our age, and we're the same generation, is tempered by the fact that we saw Israel fight for its life many times uh, against uh, what seemingly in, insurmountable odds. When you know the '67 war and other wars after that, it's very fight for survival. And it was a democracy, and it was more left-leaning than it is now. Um, Israel, however, as you pointed out, has not been an innocent bystander in the situation. You know, President Clinton just spoke again recently about how he had a, he worked really hard to have a two-state solution, and both the Israelis and the Palestinians really didn't want to go there. And, you know, and both sides are responsible for that. Hamas, what they did is just beyond unacceptable. And I think the younger generation needs to see that and make the distinction between that and the true plight of the Palestinian people, as I said several times already this morning. And Israel has played a role in that, and that needs to be um, realized after this is dealt with, as you said, and corrected at some point, finally. Listen, Howard, the Palestinian folk, people, the Israelis, the Jews have been there for centuries. You know, they're older than you and I. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and that's you really know, old, yes. They've been, and that's ancient, man. Uh, but, but look, they both need a homeland, and they both need to realize this. Uh, and I think that's going to be where, uh, this is me being optimistic, that's where when this Hamas chapter 
ends, and I'm saying that optimistically, you know, that's where uh, the Israeli government and the United States and others need to figure out how to go forward. And I don't know if Netanyahu is going to be part of that process, to be honest with you. Tom, I don't have time to stretch too much further, but i got to ask you about something okay. totally totally off the subject that we were talking about. But you put it in your, okay. notes, in your notes this morning, and I actually followed this story a couple of days ago. There's a ah. giant iceberg that is broken off yep. and is, uh, is floating around down there in the Arctic Circle. Antarctic, this is great. Antarctic you know, I, Circle, yeah. Antarctic Circle. I want to tell you that uh, at this exact month, uh, in 1999, I was there in South Georgia Island in Antarctic on a trip. And uh, this is the largest iceberg in the world. It's called A23A, not very exciting. But it's five times the, the land size of New York City and taller than the Empire State Building. It began moving in 2020, but it was stuck in the sea, uh, the wet L Sea. Which yeah, it got, it got, it got stuck on the bottom of the ocean, basically, right? It got stuck in the bottom of the ocean, right, right. Well, now it's moving again. It's moving north, of course, because it's at the South Pole. Um, it, now, it's interesting to me, Howard, that... Although it's displacing water, the actual effect, when, if it melts on sea level, will not be that much. However, if it runs aground at South Georgia Island, which it could do, it could threaten wildlife there and everything. But this is incredible. I'm looking for, I've been looking for video of it. No one's really captured it moving because it's, like, it's, it's not like the Indianapolis 500. You know, it's moving very slowly. But it's moving again. So here we go. Mother Nature is reminding us who's boss. I saw some... Um, Did you? I saw some video, uh, but it was so disjointed. It was it was it was yeah. time lapse photography, but it wasn't done well, and I really couldn't get a visual of what was happening there. But I'm, mm -hmm. I, you put it in your report this morning, and I, I thought it was interesting because I I was paying attention to this yesterday. It's bigger than New York City, and it's just it's just out there floating our way, you know, fl yeah. floating this way. Um, it, it, it reminds me, for, uh, stories like this remind me all the time about how big this world is and how much goes on that, you know, we don't even think or talk about most of the time, whether it's yeah. under the sea or in the sea or in, the, in space. These things are fascinating to me, just fascinating. Yeah, my trip to Antarctica, I, I had a goal to get to all seven continents before the 21st century, and Antarctica was the last one. I just made it under the gun by getting there in 1999. And it was, it, you talk about places in the world, you know, then it was still pretty difficult to access. And it was like, well, am I still on Earth? I mean, it just seemed so different. Did you see the penguins down there? I did. You never saw the photo of me with the penguins? No, I, I, I bring, I bring it up pretty... because I have video of our friend Ellen Ratner with the penguins down there in Antarctica. <laughs> she sent me well, video. Well, I will send, I will email you this and make sure Bob sees it because he's going to get a chuckle out of it as well. And I'll tell you the story next week if you're really interested. All right, we'll do, we'll do it. Then. I look forward to the picture. Hey, Tom, thanks a lot. I do have to run, but I appreciate your All time right. today as See always. Ya. Thanks. Tom Scateri, national correspondent and Pentagon reporter here this morning on the Watchdog Morning Show. Yeah, I remember when Ellen Ratner was down in Antarctica, and because she loves animals, uh, she was uh, there was a guy in the background saying, "Don't go after the, don't leave the penguins alone, leave the penguins alone." And Ellen goes running right up to these penguins. Hello, my beautiful penguins. Oh, those were the days. Those were the days. Tom Scateri was part of that team, and Ellen, and the whole gang. And next hour, another key member of that uh, group, Bob Candy Stroud, whom you and I knew quite well. Uh, she hosted us many times in Washington D.C. and put together a lot of our live broadcasts over the years down there. Uh, Candy was one of the first reporters for CNN way back when CNN first started. 
and she is a major mover and shaker in Democrat politics in what's in the, in the nation's capital. And she recently visited with Rosalind Carter. She's going to join us next hour to talk about that. Uh, next segment, though, we're going to talk about Bill Johnson, congressman, being appointed president of Youngstown State University. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 70s headlines on this November the 28th. In Jefferson County, a traffic violation led to a bust by the Mingo Junction Police Department Thursday. It happened on Ohio State Route 7 southbound near Commercial Avenue. The vehicle's passenger had an outstanding warrant and the female driver confessed to possessing drugs in the vehicle. A substantial amount of drugs and money were confiscated by the police. Both individuals were arrested and are currently detained in the Jefferson County Jail. And a quick traffic update starting today through Thursday. One lane on both the eastbound and westbound sides of Interstate 70 near the Middle Creek Bridges will be closed from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. for bridge inspections. Commuters in the area should expect delays and slow down. Weather or unforeseen circumstances could change the work schedule. And in 2022, VFW Post 4442 in Elm Grove launched the Purple Heart Parking Project to honor Purple Heart Medal recipients with reserved parking spaces. The initiative has led to the placement of 50 signs throughout Wheeling and at all West Virginia DMVs. Now the city of Weirton is extending this project by dedicating parking spaces at the Weirton Municipal Building and the Millsop Community Center. A dedication ceremony is scheduled for 11 this morning at the Weirton Municipal Building. If there's bad weather, the ceremony will move to the Millsop Community Center. And Steubenville City Schools eighth annual Stuff the Bus event aimed at making a difference in the lives of local kids begins this morning at 9.30 at Steubenville High School. The bus will collect items for local families' Christmas celebrations. The event is supported by various area businesses. To contribute, you can contact jwalters at rollred.org, drop off items at the high school, make a donation to SCS, or find SCS wishlist on Amazon. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Tuesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. The Big 12 numbers are in. How do they shape up for West Virginia? Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. The holidays start here at Kroger with a variety of options to celebrate traditions old and new. You could do a classic herb-roasted turkey or spice it up and make turkey tacos. Serve up a go-to shrimp cocktail or use Simple Truth wild-caught shrimp for your first Cajun risotto. No matter how you shop, Kroger has all the freshest ingredients to embrace all your holiday traditions. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With Kroger brand products, you can make all your favorite things this holiday season. Because Kroger brand's proven quality products come at exceptionally low prices. And with a money-back quality guarantee, every dish is sure to be a favorite. These are a few of my favorite things. Whether you shop delivery, pickup, or in-store, Kroger brand has all your favorite things. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With the football regular season now over, I thought it would be interesting to take a look at the final statistics in the Big 12 Conference. Some interesting numbers taking a look at the West Virginia side of things. First off, total offense. Garrett Green finishes fifth best in the conference. He put together 262 yards per game. 
total offensive average per play. How about true freshman wide receiver for WVU, Traylon Ray, who finishes third in the Big 12. Scoring touchdowns, Garrett Green fourth and C.J. Donaldson number eight. Total offensive plays, Garrett Green again comes in at number seven. When it comes to total offensive yards, it's Garrett Green at number seven. Scoring the ball, Michael Hayes, the Mountaineer kicker, comes in at number six. Total offensive touchdowns, Garrett Green in at number four. A little bit of a West Virginia connection there. Rocco Beck, the quarterback for Iowa State and former Mountaineer Anthony Beck's son, one spot below at number five. Rushing. C.J. Donaldson, number nine overall, and Garrett Green comes in at number 10. Yards per rush, Garrett Green at number three overall. Rushing attempts, C.J. Donaldson, number nine. Rushing touchdowns, C.J. Donaldson at number five. Garrett Green comes in at number four. And rushing yards, Donaldson again at nine. Garrett Green comes in at number 10. So when you take a look overall at the numbers offensively, both Garrett Green and C.J. Donaldson, to no surprise, come in with an impressive showing. That is today's Mountaineer Report. It's brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. I'm Deepak Huda. I am from originally India. I am director of the Structural Heart Program as well as Cardiac Cat Lab at Wheeling Hospital. Our main clinic is obviously here at Wheeling Hospital WU Medicine. We also have satellite clinics, we call it, the Upper the Highlands. Then we have clinic at the Wheeling Clinic, which is in downtown Wheeling, and Martins Ferry. And then we also have clinic at St. Clair as well. So we try to go where the patients are or to make it most convenient for them. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. 22 All degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 22 degrees at the Highlands, 24 in Elm Grove, and about 20 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Temperature, eh, not out of the 20s today. It'll probably be 28, 29 if we're lucky. Uh, these temperatures all have feels like down below their actual temperature range. Uh, the airport is down into the, almost into the single digits uh, as a feels-like temperature. And uh, the roads are a little bit slippery in some areas. Just want to be alert to that. Uh, there have been multiple accidents and road closures. They have closed one school, Cameron High School, middle school and elementary schools, Cameron schools, closed for today due to multiple accidents. And portions of Route 250 are closed this morning, according to the, the Big 7. U.S. 250 between the Highland Cemetery, Hilltop Lane, and Cameron High School are currently closed. And, Bob, we had some reports. I don't know that they gave us locations, but we had reports that other areas are are slippery as well, right? We had uh, two calls, and I'm pretty sure one was talking about what you just did, Howard, 250. And they said there was five accidents just right there in one stretch just uh, within minutes. We have um, power outages also in um, pull my notes over here. Brook County, Wetzel County, and Ohio County, 911 systems are down in all three of those counties. Brook, Ohio, and Wetzel have 911 systems down. I don't have a note about Marshall County, and maybe that 
they skipped Marshall County. I don't know. Um, so, you know, Ohio County, I have a, 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 an alternate number for you to use. Otherwise, I'm not sure where you where you go. Call your police, call your whatever. In Ohio County, uh, to, to get 911, call 234-3711, 234-3711. That's the Ohio County alternate number for the 911 system. But Brook County, Wetzel County, Ohio County, 911 systems are all down. Uh, Brook County schools are closed. Ohio, uh, Wetzel and... Marshall County schools are on two-hour delay. Uh, the Cameron schools, as I mentioned, are already closed. So um, I started off just kind of, it was almost, it wasn't a joke, but I was irritated by the weather snobs, people saying, why do you have to give us all this information? Uh, well, it turns, out this, it turns out a great example today, Bob, because circumstances out there have changed. Yeah, and it's still changing. And it's, and it's important that you understand what's going on, that you have a better sense of what's happening uh, weather-wise, and apparently in the roads as well. So, again, just to repeat, we've got uh, Cameron schools are closed, Marshall County and Wetzel County schools two-hour delay because of the weather. We have Ohio, uh, Ohio, Wetzel, and Brook County 911 systems are down because of power outages. And um, and just in general, be aware of, of the roads. Route 250, uh, at least earlier, was closed for a while uh, in Marshall County. So... Watch out! There's, it's a, it's not it's worse than I had expected when we got up when I got up this morning. Yeah, it, it is, Howard, uh, especially out on the ridges. We will continue to keep you informed. I mean, it's not disaster out there. No, I don't want people to say, "Oh my God, you're making it, you're making it sound like the world's." Go-. But there have been multiple accidents. People are delayed getting to work and to school. Schools are closed. Nine one one systems are down. It's all because of the weather. For you weather snobs who think that we shouldn't be telling you about the weather. All right. 8.46 on the Watchdog Morning Show. I want to shift gears here. There is a story that has, I guess I'm going to say it bothers me because I can't quite get my head around exactly what's happening here. Um, But I can tell you what is happening here. Uh, Youngstown State University is looking for a new president. Jim Trestle is leaving, and so they're seeking a new prexy. Um, and they reached out, if I, as I understand it, to Eastern Ohio Congressman Bill Johnson, who has accepted the job as president of Youngstown State University. And there is a hue and a cry coming out of faculty and administration and, um, and students and alumni and so on. Megan Henry is with the Ohio Capital Journal has followed this uh, a little bit. Megan, thanks for joining us this morning because this story just I don't quite know what to say. Something doesn't feel right about this to me. Yes, thanks for having me, Howard. Uh, Yes, it all happened kind of um, abruptly. Uh, The other week, uh, as you mentioned, Trestle resigned earlier this year. There's an interim president currently at the helm, and so they're in the midst of a presidential search. And the other week, uh, they sent an offer to uh, Mr. Johnson, and there was quite a lot of backlash from the university community since uh, this was news to them that there were even finalists. Uh, and the other finalists were not named. So uh, in addition to the candidates, um, the union is particularly alarmed at the lack of transparency throughout this entire process. And then uh, in a brief um, meeting last week, well, it was an executive session for about an hour, and then they came back from executive session and appointed the president uh, right before the university went on Thanksgiving break. So all kind of uh, abrupt. 
over the course of uh, really just a few days before the holiday break. There are a couple of things about this that intrigue me and that have upset some folks on campus. Uh, one, as you point out, is simply the process. Now, I have over the years, as I'm sure you probably have, I've covered president, you know, college president searches before. Uh, normally, they put out a call. They will tell you we've gotten 42 applications. Uh, we're going to call those down privately. They eventually get them down to, I don't know, five or six. And then they'll say, we have five or six finalists. Here they are. We're going to bring them to campus. We're going to meet with them, maybe let you meet with the faculty. Then we'll get down to two or three. There's a lot of involvement. As I understand this, and Megan, correct me if I'm wrong, as I understand this, this just kind of came publicly out of nowhere. It's like, here's Bill Johnson. We got him. No public interviews, no sharing visit time with him, with the, the faculty or anybody. They, the board just simply said, this is our guy. Uh, we're going to interview him in private, and we're appointing him. Now, if I'm wrong, correct me. No, you, you are correct. You hit the nail on the head. Uh, that's what the union is really upset about is just the lack of transparency. They did not publicly name the finalists, much less have them come to campus as was the union's expectations. And similar, like you were saying, I've covered other presidential searches. And yes, there's, there's forums, there's chances to talk to the candidates uh, for the students and faculty and staff, but none of that happens. Uh, now, there was a press conference after the special board of trustees meeting last Tuesday, and uh, a trustee had said that uh, they did not want to conduct an open process, uh, and so that caused them to to shift gears and led them to doing it this way uh, instead of an open search process for, format. For, from your article in the Ohio Capital Journal, as I understand it, what basically the one guy said, guy or girl, I don't remember which it was, said was that um, an open search process uh, leaves potential candidates open to their current employer being unhappy with them knowing they're searching for something else. That was, that was sort of the point of not, they say, we don't want to do this in such an open way. Am I right about that? Yes, that is correct. Now, in addition to the process, there are some questions being raised, and I must say I raised these questions about the credentials that would put Bill Johnson as the, as a college president. Um, his background is not in academics. It's not in education. It's not in, um, I believe he doesn't even have a, a, a doctorate, although I, I could be wrong about that. And maybe that's not necessary. I don't know. But it doesn't seem like if you were listing the qualifications for college president that his his qualifications, his resume match up. Right. Yes, yes. He does not have a doctorate degree, which is something that most university presidents have. Now, Jim Tressel, the former president, also did not have um, a doctorate degree, but he had experience as his time as a football coach at various universities, including Ohio State, of course, uh, working with college students. Um, but yes, Bill Johnson's background, he's been a politician uh, for the last several years. So yes, definitely not in academia background uh, and his time in Congress, he has aligned himself with, with Trump and voted in line with Trump's position 96.8% um, of the time, according to um, the organization 538. I, 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 um, I don't know if I use the word election denier for him, but I believe he was among those who felt the election results in tw should not have been certified in the last presidential election. I, again, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm right about that. He is a very uh, Trumpian. Uh, I, I will use that pejoratively, but I don't mean it that way. You know, he's he's very tied to Trump and Trump's uh, policies and so on. 
Uh, do you think is politics playing a role here? I mean, it's just a guess. Your analysis. You've talked to a lot of people. Is that the concern? That politics is playing a role here? Uh, that's very possible. It, it very well could be. The union did make it really clear they stayed away from the politics aspect of it, and they just focused on the lack of transparency as their main issue. Um, but yeah, certainly there was uh, a letter from uh, from students, alumni, and staff that signed the letter asking them not to pick uh, Johnson again, more so because of the transparency. But I can only imagine that some of those people signed it because of who the candidate was. I, I saw an art, a, a comment in your article, and I don't have it in front of me, but somebody said um, probably his political position is of concern to people, but first the issue is his qualifications and the process that got him to, to, to where he is. Um, I, did you, you took a look at, at how some of the board, has some of the board been donors of his? Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, um, or I should say, uh, I did not get into that in my article, but uh, the Thanks. union president um, he he had heard that that was uh, that was that was true. Uh, something I, I personally have not had looked into quite yet, but that's definitely a good idea to do some digging and and look into because that was a concern that was raised uh, that I have also heard rumors of as well. Uh, how strong an object? You know, sometimes. There are packets of people who protest something on a college campus or anywhere else that, whose voices are louder than their numbers. Is this, are the concerns being raised by a legitimate number of people or a loud number of people? Do you get my question there? Yes, yes. No, that's, that's, a very, that's a very good question, a good distinction. Uh, it does sound like there are quite a few upset, upset folks. Uh, there was a, a, a protest. Uh, last Monday, the day before the Board of Trustees special meeting where they appointed Bill Johnson, um, and into with just the number of students and staff and all night signed this letter, uh, it does seem like quite a few folks are upset. Um, it is interesting, the timing of it, right before the university went on Thanksgiving break, um, maybe some students had already gone home for the holiday uh, or maybe weren't paying as close attention uh, as it would have been a more normal week. Um, so some students might be learning about this for the first time as they come back from Thanksgiving break this week. Is there, uh, this is a, a fait accompli, this is a done deal. It was, I think, eight to one was the vote uh, to, to hire him. He has been hired. Uh, he's accepted the job. Is there anything that the, those who are unhappy can do other than just shout out a little bit and then eventually accept it? Yeah, that's a good question. It, it seems like that's at this moment, that's all that they really can do. Uh, he, his first day will be in March. Uh, as of last week, there was not an exact date, but uh, once an exact date becomes clear, I, I'm sure there'll be yeah, more information. I'm sure there, there could potentially be more uh, demonstrations or protests or, or things like that happening. Uh, on campus as that date gets closer. So definitely something I will be continuing to follow uh, as this gets closer. It, it just, my my pessimism in the world is, is suggests that there's nothing is going to roll this back. Johnson will be uh, in, he'll continue in Congress until sp spring, I think, and then he takes over in March or I think somewhere March of next year or something like that, and then he takes over. Uh, which then, of course, it's a whole separate story, uh, opens up his seat in Congress for uh, 
for consideration as well. Now, Johnson has issued a statement saying that he will not let politics interfere with his presidency, that this is not a political position, that he will not be acting in a political way. But he is such a a political person. I mean, his entire persona has been politics. It's hard for me to conceive of how he he sets that, or anybody, I'm not picking on him, it's hard to see how anybody sets that aside when it's been such a part of his persona. So I I just, I don't know what's, what's going to happen going forward. Yeah, that's that's a great question. I'm I'm curious how this will all play out. Uh, it'll be hard to to separate uh, the two, the Bill Johnson uh, from his politics. So that, that's something that I have a hard time seeing him kind of leave at home or being able to completely uh, set aside as he steps into this new role. A lot of people have said to me that uh, well, it's easy to see, Howard. This is all a matter of money, and there's no question. Uh, 170 some thousand as congressman, 400 some thousand as president. Yeah, I I see the numbers there. <laughs> you know, I, I I get that there is a pretty big increase in salary there. But my sense, and it's just spidey sense at work. My sense is that isn't what drove Bill Johnson to begin with. No, I I, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I. It sounds like he was also just surprised at the offer, uh, the extension of presidency. Um, so, yeah, this all kind of happened so so fast to kind of a whirlwind. Uh, but he said he put a lot of thought and pray, prayerful deliberation into this decision. Yeah, well, it, we'll see what happens. Um, it's Again, it's a done deal. It will uh, be moving forward. I suspect that we'll probably see more protests and complaints from students and faculty and um, and probably alumni and so on at Youngstown State. But uh, And you know what? Let's hope that things work out well. Maybe Bill Johnson trying to be the best president they ever had. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yep. Hey, Megan, I appreciate that. You'll keep on top of this story, I'm sure, so we'll look for more coverage in the Ohio Capital Journal as it moves along. And other good stuff. I always read the Ohio Capital Journal every day to see what's going on in our uh, Buckeye State Capitol. So thanks for joining me this morning. Thanks for your insight, and thanks for the work you do. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. appreciate it. All right. Megan Henry is with the Ohio Capital Journal. Uh, online newspaper, good one. Uh, let's see, a couple people criticizing me. Fair enough. Uh, Howard, your questions in the Youngstown State interview were disingenuous. You know full well the college presidents have very little to do with the academic side of the House. Their role is to fundraise, make political connections, and lobby. That's true. I, I guess when I said academic, I didn't necessarily mean they were teachers or educators. I meant that Bill Johnson has no connection whatsoever with academia. No one, I shouldn't say no understanding, maybe he does, but no connection to it, no background in it. Um, so I don't think that's disingenuous at all. And also, uh, quickly, um, Howard, how can you have on a reporter who believes Jim Tressel's time as a football coach makes him qualified to be university president, but time in Congress does not? Well, there's a big difference there. One is involved in the university and in academia, small a, uh, and one is not. Not saying Johnson is qualified, but you can't justify Trestle due to his coaching background simply to make your very thin point. I, I didn't. I didn't even catch that she said that Trestle was, you know, was, was okay. I, I just think, um, I, I, I just think Johnson's got no credentials to be there. All right, nine o'clock. ABC covers the world. More on this and other stuff coming up next hour. Ninety-seven point seven AM thirteen seventy WVLY Moundsville.